This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. Hey, welcome back to episode thirteen, LGBTQ voices in China, part two, dating apps, stereotypes, and finding communities. In part two, LGBTQ plus folks from across China talk about dating apps they use and challenges they have faced when meeting people in China, discussing biphobia, racism, gender roles, and other stereotypes. They also share how they found supportive communities in their cities and advice for other LGBT folks coming to China or already living here. Yeah, I'm excited for part two. If you listen to part one, we had 11 people from various cities sharing their experiences on their best and worst date stories. Yes,、yeah, so this is a continuation. Yes, so listen to this one, and if you haven't listened to the other one, listen to that one after this one. But this one is going to be really good diving into a lot of those assumptions and stigmas that a lot of people have faced. So let's get started. The first part is going to be about dating apps. So let's hear about their experiences using dating apps in China. Hi,、uh, my name is Chris.、Um, I'm from Los Angeles in the United States.、Uh, I have been here for eight years, and I currently live in Beijing. But I've previously lived in Hangzhou and Shanghai as well. I identify as、uh, queer or bisexual,、um, though depending on the audience, because explaining those to people can be a little tough. I, I will maybe shift to a particular identifier just to make things easier. I am currently single, so、uh, if you know any cute guys, I'm looking. Oh my!、Um, dating apps in China for queer folks are well. It depends.、Uh, for for me, as someone who's interested in in men,、um, it's a little intense.、Um, for example, I, I often get pictures of people's penises before I. Get a message,、um, but some of the things that come along with being an expat are things like、um, uh, language barriers. For example, I'll have someone message me、um, in in Chinese, and we'll start a conversation there.、Um, but sometimes a lot of people are afraid to to send me text messages because they assume that I don't speak any Chinese.、Um, And then you come into, across issues that are similar in other countries, but maybe in the other direction. For example, there's a lot of people who post like, "Oh, I only date other Chinese men," or "I only date other Asian men,"、um, or "I don't date expats,"、um, and that gets posted、uh, a lot、um, on profiles. So there's a couple ways that you can meet people. For example,、uh, a lot of cities here in China do actually have gay bars where you can go out and meet people.、Um, I live out in the burbs, so it's a little harder. Um, so I tend to use、uh, dating apps. So、uh, I will embarrassingly admit that I do use Grinder.
Um, but I've used Tinder and other apps before as well. Hello, my name is Catherine. I'm half Canadian, half Swedish, but I grew up moving around a lot. We lived in a lot of different countries when I was growing up. And now I've been living in China for the past six years, specifically in Beijing. So I identify as a lesbian and to be honest, dating in Beijing, I guess in China in general, is not that easy. I feel like if you're a queer LGBT woman, the pool is kind of limited and kind of small, much smaller than anywhere else, I feel, especially within the foreigner community. It seems to have shrunk a lot and it's kind of like always familiar faces or everyone's kind of somehow intermingled, you know? I kind of feel like well, there are some Chinese apps, I've tried them out a little bit, but my kind of qualm with them was everyone seemed to identify as T or P, which means like top or pretty girl. And I don't really feel like it's necessary for me to identify myself according to those terms. Like if you want to, that's fine, but it just seemed like it had to be the norm. So I kind of stayed away from the Chinese dating apps. Of course, we still have international dating apps like Tinder and Her, which is specifically for queer women. But I feel like when I use them, I kind of come across the same people or people that I already know. So of course you don't really want to swipe on those people um, or unless you feel like it's a joke or whatever. But yeah, I feel like it's a very limited pool and I don't really try to use dating apps that much. I prefer meeting people in person. Hello. My name is Brian, uh, pronouns he, him. I am from the US, uh, specifically from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm currently living in Beijing, China. Uh, I've been here for almost about three years now. Uh, just to tell you guys a little bit more about me, I identify as a cis male, um, and I'm also kind of questioning gay, um, like mostly have attraction towards men, um, same gender as me, um, and you know, do occasionally have attraction towards women, but haven't really explored that to any full extent. Um, but you know, if the opportunity comes, it comes, we'll just see. Life life is a bag of chocolates, you know? Um, and I'm currently in a loving relationship with uh, another man. And yeah, that, that's my general information right there. When it comes to kind of dating a lot of the time as a foreigner, you're going to get the text <laughs> like messages or like people saying, oh, I've never been with a foreigner before. And then you're just like, <laughs> kill me now. Uh, I don't want to be here. Really uncomfortable. Um, but once you get past those types of like, you know, interactions, uh, you do kind of get people that are more interested in like, you know, knowing more about your background. Uh, mostly because, you know, you are coming from a different country, they want to know more about you, they can be from a different country, or they can be local, you know, you get to share that experience with people. And I feel like that kind of brings the LGBTQ plus community even closer here. Um, it's just the fact that we can share all of our different types of experiences, but still share things that are like common to us. Uh, well, as a, as a gay man, you know, there, there's things like Grindr, Obviously, there's that one all worldwide, uh, but there's also other apps like you can still use Tinder here. That's fine. Or if you want to be a little bit more local, you could use Blue D or Blue D. I'm not sure which one. How do they say it? Um, but yeah, all of those are you know dating apps that you can use here. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And just know that like a lot of the time, especially on Blue D, you might get a little bit more different treatment than if you were using apps like Tinder or Grindr, because those are more gained or those are more uh, foreign facing apps, while Blue D is a more local facing app. So, you know, it is going to come with they're They're all going to come with their ups and downs, depending on which one that you use. Um, yeah. It just depends on what, what you're after, that kind of stuff. Hi, <clears throat> my name is Alicia Knox. I am from South Africa. I currently live in Shanghai, China. And I've lived here for about five years now. I'm on my sixth year in accounting. Um, I identify as lesbian and I'm a woman. And I'm currently single. I think... In the past, in the beginning, when I first got here, I was meeting people through um, dating apps. But recently, I have been meeting people through WeChat groups. <laughs> um, yeah, I think also just being in the queer circle in Shanghai, you get to meet a bunch of different people. People introduce you to the next person. And before you know it, you know, that's how you're meeting people and mingling within the circle. Hey, so my name is Javon. I am from Barbados. I'm currently living in Guangzhou and I've been in China for about almost three years, um, of which two in Xiamen and approximately one year in Guangzhou. Um, I identify as gay and my relationship status right now is... Let's just say, I don't know. <laughs> um, dating apps here, though, are a mess. I can write a book about that. Because the messages that I would get on Grindr is atrocious. Um, not being bad or anything, but I don't even try local dating apps like Tantan or Blued. Because I've done it before, and let's just say there's a lot of ignorance that exists on there. And yeah, I, for, to preserve my mental health, yeah, no, that's not for me. But that being said, even though there's like a lot of um, filth and a lot of bad people on Grindr and Tinder here, I have met a couple diamonds in the rough, and I've met... Actually, a couple of my friends that I'm very close to, um, platonic friends on, on these apps. Okay, so dating apps in China. I mean, if you ask anybody here, I think dating apps are generally hard for a lot of people, but especially it sounds like in these queer communities, it can be very difficult. Um, and like Javon said, he said, it's atrocious. Um, and I don't know about you, Nath, but I've had other gay friends tell me they're like, it's just hard on gay dating apps when you have guys just sending dick pics without a hello, without anything. And those so. dick pics are hard. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully nobody's sending soft dick pics. <laughs> I don't think that would work well if that was your gameplay. Yeah, I mean, I think with this, you know, section, you're wondering where is the hope for humanity? <laughs> but, uh, uh, luckily, towards like the end... It's like a dramatic of, movie I title. Ju I just... Luckily, towards the end of the episode, your hope will be restored because the, the last part is, is very good. But what's next? So next we are going to be talking or hearing. <laughs> We're not talking. We're going to be listening to them talking about assumptions they've faced, uh, stereotypes when dating, um, and just talking about their general openness with their identities and people in China. Hey there, I'm incredibly tired. I mean, Danny, I mean, 
honestly, what's the difference? I am originally from Los Angeles in the US. I have been in China for about three years. It'll be three years in July. I was in Yantai for two years. And then in August, 2021, I moved to Shenzhen. I am a very sad and single bisexual. Um, I've been bisexual since I was like, I knew I was bisexual since I was like 16 years old. I just didn't really talk about it with anyone until I was much older. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm bi, what's the big deal? I am bi, everybody makes assumptions. Like I said, they'll assume that I'm a cheater. They'll assume that I am not monogamous, which I am like 100%. I will not commit to more than one person. I mean, if you do, then, you know, you do you. I mean, I do myself like every other day after a stressful work day, but that's a different story. But I am somebody who's looking for one or the other, like com commitment wise. But then again, I say that loosely because there are a lot of people, I mean, I'd say the vast majority of people here are not looking for commitment. They just want the <clears throat> and that's not my jam. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that is my jam because I'm bi. And I'm just like, no, dude. So that's why I've been a little bit of a, I don't want to say, okay, maybe a bit of a pessimist when it comes to like dating here, because I think to myself, am I really going to find somebody in China? The place where a lot of people just want to, you know, do casual shit. Again, that's your thing. That's your thing. It's just not my thing. I am somebody who's very career oriented and I would like somebody who can travel the world with me and, you know, work together and do some fun collaborations. Like, hello, I've seen a lot of like expat content creators who do stuff with their partners. And it's like, that'd be cool to do something like that. I mean, you know, that's them, they're different, but it's like, you know, maybe someday, I don't know. I don't even know what I want, to be honest. Hi, <clears throat> my name is Alicia Knox. People do make assumptions and they do have stereotypes. I think the biggest thing that I always get um, about my identity is always, oh, but you don't look gay or you don't look lesbian. I'm very femme. And I mean, I love being femme. That's just who I am. Um, but yeah, people tend to be on some, oh, but you don't look like a lesbian. I don't know what that is supposed to mean. If I'm supposed to be more masculine, you know. So that can be very frustrating because I do feel like sometimes even people within the community don't take you seriously because of the way that you look or the way that you present yourself, I guess. Um, I have found it to be a bit bothersome, but we move. Hey, so my name is Javon. Um, dating in China, though, as a queer person, and especially as a queer person of color, now that's an entirely different story. Um, people would see me and people have a lot of misconceptions of me because I identify as black and also from the caribbean so people are like but you're black and you're not african like and you're not american so what are you um that's the first thing then the second thing people usually associate black skin with masculinity especially in men so and because sometimes i guess it can come across as a little bit more feminine people are like hmm this is interesting so yeah but um 
so far, I really haven't had any bad experiences like that I would want to write a book about like dating in China cuz honestly I'm a I'm already a very picky person. All my coworkers know, all my friends know. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't know about me being queer here to be honest. Um yeah, definitely people make a lot of stereotypes and assumptions because as I say I present as black, but I also kind of sometimes present as feminine. So that's kind of like a that's kind of like of a juxtaposition to some people cuz they're like how can you be black and gay but not super masculine? I don't get it. Hello. So, this is attempt number 10. Uh my name is Lydia. I come from Northern Ireland and I currently live in Guangzhou. Um in Guangdong province. I have been in China for about 4 years now. Uh I identify as a bisexual woman. I'm cisgender and I use she her pronouns. But I'm also cool with being called queer or gay. Very very comfortable with all those labels. Um I am currently in a relationship, which is great. <laughs> It's like been a while. It's a rare thing. specifically with being bisexual it's always like are you lying is it for attention is it to get more male attention uh are you slutty do you have a lot of threesomes um have you ever cheated like these kinds of things uh can't make a decision <laughs> you can't choose you're confused i mean i've heard i've heard them all over the years um and you build up a very strong skin i think particularly when you hear it from like the heterosexual community and also the lgbtq+ community um i've had a lot of queer folks say very biphobic things to me so yeah it's a process for sure hello my name is katherine definitely stereotypes all the time i've had people like You know, if I say I'm a lesbian, I've also had so many people try to classify me as, oh, well, what kind of lesbian are you? Are you this or are you that? Oftentimes I find the people trying to use those stereotypes are people who don't really know very much or kind of not really part of the LGBT community. And to be honest, a lot of the times it's probably just straight men who are trying to poke fun at you or whatever. Sometimes though, I do end up in these weird situations where it's like a lot of straight men they might think it's kind of interesting or appealing and they might want to try to pursue you because they think it's a challenge and that's happened to me a few times here because perhaps there's like a pool of people who just have no common sense and yeah, they're just those kind of people, especially those kind of men. Hi. My name is Victoria, but like everybody else calls me Victoria and I live in Yangzhou City in Jiangsu province. It's a really small city, so if you guys don't know about it, that's really okay. And I have been in China for the past 5 years. I I don't I'm a lesbian. My pronouns are she they and I'm currently in a situationship or relationship. I can't tell. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Um do they make assumptions? Yeah, they usually just go like so you're like the man in the relationship because I'm more like masculine presenting, I have a deep voice. 
I mean, I just go like that. There really isn't any male or female in the relationship. We're just two women that are in love with each other. And sometimes some of them get it. Some of them also just keep asking, why? Why are you gay? There's so many men out there. And that's mostly from the men. Like, why would you want to date another girl when there's, like, um, men out there that want you? I'm like, but I don't want them. I'm, I'm, I'm queer. I'm gay. It is what it is. Hi, uh, my name is Chris. All the time. All the time. Everybody. Uh, but it's not always uh, just straight people. Um, in fact, I feel like a lot of the assumptions that straight people share with me that are related to stereotypes are, are usually not too heinous. But um, even within the community, there are a lot of, of stereotypes. For example, um, uh, people assume that I am into uh, playing a particular role uh, because I'm short. And then other people assume that I'm interested in the exact opposite role because I'm a hairy guy. Like, literally everything about my physicality has been objectified in some way by someone, and it all leads to one stereotype or another. Okay, stereotypes. I had uh, a straight coworker that once told me, wow, I'm so surprised that you're like into Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. I thought you were way too gay to be this nerdy. Hi, everyone. My name is Seon, and I I was born and raised in China. Currently, I'm living in Guangzhou, and I've spent most of my 24 years long life living in China, except several months abroad for study. I am a non-binary male and homosexual. People make assumptions like I'm button and which is which I'm not, but it's what it is, so I don't care that much. Yeah. I think that what was interesting for me listening to these experiences is coming from a like a hetero experience like mm. us, we're I think I'm kind of aware of the stereotypes we have for people in the LGBTQ community from our standpoint, from the straight community. I think yeah. we are aware of those, but I think it was interesting to hear um, these folks share about stereotypes even within their community and how even when they're dating um, other LGBTQ people or like lesbians, how there's different types and assumptions they get. And how they're, you know, deemed or their worthiness or their um, uh, commitment to their identities questioned. You know? Yeah. And also like, like Lydia was saying with just biphobia, like we talked about in the first episode, just how people assume that she's confused or she's doing it for extra attention. Um, mm, it's just really mm. interesting. So I wasn't really aware of what really happens with those conversations within the community and with dating within the community. Yeah. But it's been great that everybody shared. But now's for the nice part, because, you know, this is the section that is the longest section. And uh, it was amazing that so many people did want to speak about community, community because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump in. Hey there. I'm incredibly tired. I mean, Danny, there are a lot of really good communities here in Shenzhen. I think that's part of the reason why I came to Shenzhen was because I knew there were a lot, I wouldn't say a lot more, but I'd say they're a little bit more open, more or less, with the LGBTQ plus community. I've been a, a couple of drag shows. I've been to one or two, like, just general pride events or just anywhere where there's like a lot of 
LGBTQ individuals. So I do feel like I have grown a community since I've gotten here. And I'm really happy to have at least my tribe, essentially, of people who I can hang out with and, you know, keep me away from all the creepos and the cochinos everywhere. <laughs> so I do have a nice community out here. And for anybody who is thinking about coming to China, that is, that word, that is LGBTQ+, um, just be yourself. I mean, don't be too wild and crazy. Don't be me because I am kind of a, I am kind of crazy, but I would say for anybody who does want to come here, just give it a try. And if you don't find your community, just make one because if there's at least one or two people who are LGBTQ, you can have your own little group. You can have your own little tribe, whatever you want to call it. And just enjoy yourself. What am I talking about again? For all of you people who are in China who are also LGBT, you guys are amazing. Keep being you. And if any weirdo gives you issues, just, uh, I don't know, kick them or something. <laughs> no, 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 don't kick them, but if you could, you could. Hello, my name is Brian. I am pretty open. Uh, talking about my own gender and um, sexual identity, uh, orientation, all that kind of stuff uh, with people I meet. Like sometimes it'll be like, someone will be like, oh, I thought you were a girl, you have long hair. And I was just like, no, I'm just a guy with long hair. I mean, you know, I'm a guy today, maybe tomorrow that'll be different. And then usually they'll be like, uh. So I feel like, you know, just trying to like, you know, give people that kind of, um, uh, awareness that like different gender identities exist even though mostly I do identify as a cis male I do kind of try to put push people to think about mm, maybe there are different ways to think about it or sometimes you know when people <laughs> especially like when I go to like uh, business establishments and they're just like oh you got a girlfriend and I'm just like no I have a boyfriend and they're just like oh and then uh, Half the time, they'll just drop it there. The other half of the time, they'll just keep talking about it. Just like, oh, where's he from? Is he Chinese? Like, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I had one specific experience where I was uh, in the hospital uh, because I needed to get a checkup on my arm that I broke a while ago, lol. Um, but yeah, I was just talking to the doctor and he was just like, you got a girlfriend? And I was like, no, got a boyfriend. And he was like, oh, he was quiet for a second. And he was just like, so you, you, you top or bottom? And I was like, bro, even the doctor. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, I feel like most people are pretty open to talking about that kind of stuff here. Um, you might get like, you know, older people that are kind of just drop it. But I feel like a lot of the younger, you know, especially the working generation are just like, okay, cool. That's, that's you know, it's whatever. Hi, everyone. My name is Seon. I found this amazing mm, community in Guangzhou and people were really accepting and really open and encouraging, inspiring. Yeah. And then in Shenzhen to the, the Shenzhen com queer community is so friendly and so warm. Just feel that feels like a family and I I love these two community uh, so much and Hello, 
My name is Catherine. I'm open to sharing my identity with people in China. So it really depends how I know them. If it's work place, I don't feel like it's necessary to disclose that kind of private personal information. But I also feel like if you're straight, you wouldn't walk into the office and be like, by the way, you should know I'm straight. So I don't feel like, why should I walk into the office and be like, by the way, I'm not straight or anything like that. Um, and I also know that, you know, there could be a lot of stigma, especially if you're a teacher, you work in schools, perhaps they're less likely to hire you or to want to keep you if they know that information. So I'd rather just not get into that situation. And I also just feel like whatever is, you know, privately about myself, as long as it doesn't influence me doing my job to the best of my ability, I shouldn't need to share it. When I meet people out socially, I have no problem telling them if they ask, if they want to know, I don't feel like I need to tell them, but if it comes into conversation or, you know, if they are also a queer woman, of course I disclose that. Um, yeah, or if it's a man who's inquiring, I usually feel inclined to tell them that, you know, I'm not interested and so on. Supportive communities in China, there are loads. I feel like, especially recently, we have a lot of good groups of people. We have a lot of WeChat groups. Before this recent COVID pandemic, we had a lot of meetups and events. I used to like going to like queer games nights. Um, what else? Like queer book club stuff and all this other thing and queer nights, but it doesn't always have to revolve around drinking. Of course there are queer drinks nights. And then I myself have been part of setting up a queer women's group where we tried to organize drinks nights and other activities for specifically LGBT women. So they had more of a space where they can feel like, you know, they can be themselves without the presence of other men or men in general, I mean. Any advice? Well, if you're LGBT in China, you probably know about these groups already. I think my advice is like become part of a group and become an active member. And if there isn't really a group for what you want, like a specific LGBT kind of community, maybe you're really into like gaming or whatever it is or something, start it yourself. Like get a group of people together and create that community. It's China. It's so easy for us to sort of use WeChat and other tools to create communities and find bars and places to host events outside of COVID, of course. Like I felt like there was no space recently for women to have to meet and mingle and talk about their own things. So I just said, hey, let's do this with me and my friend. We said, let's just do this. And we put it out there and we put it in different groups and we ended up having a really good group of people coming together. So I think, yeah, join a lot of groups. Don't be afraid to meet new people and come to new groups. And if you feel like, you know, there's not the community that like a specific community for your interest or whatever, don't be scared to try and put out a flyer or try to get something together and encourage people to join whatever you're interested in. All right, thanks guys. Hi, my name is Victoria, but like everybody else calls me Victoria and I live in Yangzhou city. Being in China so far, I just, this year, I recently just got into this group on WeChat, Marvelous. I felt it was like the happiest thing that have ever happened to me, being in the queer community. Because before coming to China, I wasn't necessarily out, but I wasn't in the closet either. I had girlfriends, and some of my friends actually knew that I was gay. 
but then meeting them and how they've been able to just live freely i decided to come out to some of my friends and i mean i got the yeah we already knew there was no need for you to come out to us but yes it's it's been great they really encourage we, we encourage each other to just share stories that we feel when we get any bad things and any bad um get into any bad things we just share it with each other like for example i had this issue where my school told me to take down my pride flag that was like early this year and it was a really trying moment for me because i felt and i mean it was the comments that came with the message to take down my pride flag i can't share it here but they were able to um be there for me they told me it's okay i need to respect the school and it's fine but it's pride month and i was like i'm putting it back up because it's pride month and i'm just going to do it so for people coming to china for queer people coming to china it really has a lot to do with your perspective and your personality i am an introvert so finding people is just really hard for me and i don't really believe in it not i don't believe in internet dating I try not to use dating apps because of catfish and anxiety, mostly anxiety. But if you're coming to China as a queer person, I would really advise you to find people that belong in the community because they're the only ones that will literally understand what you're going through. And you might meet really cool people in queer groups and you might meet the love of your life in a queer group. Yeah, yeah. So if you're coming to China as a queer person, I highly suggest that you do it. I'm not going to tell you not to come. And if you're already here, just be forthright with what you want in a queer relationship. Make sure that you treat the other person good. And I think, yeah, it's going to be okay. Thank you. Hey, I'm Kiki Davenport. I am from America. I am currently living in Beijing, but I used to live in Chengdu, Sichuan, China. I am coming up on my sixth year here in China. I can't believe that, but I'm here. <laughs> My preferred pronouns are she, her, and hers. And although I don't like labels necessarily, I consider myself sexually fluid. So if I had to tick off a box, I guess I would be pansexual. Um, you know, I, I'm just here for everybody. I'm not greedy, but do your thing. <laughs> that's what I do. I am actually married. I have been married to my spouse for about a year and a half now, and I would not choose another being on this planet to be with. Uh, we've actually been together on and off for almost like nine years now. Um, so I have not lost my China dating experiences, uh, which have been really interesting. I'm always open to sharing my identity um, with people that I meet. And, you know, at one point I wasn't always like that, but at my age now and everything that I've been through in my life, I am all about living in my truth and speaking my truth. I'm not about to be silenced for anybody because your silence will kill you. Um, that's a whole other conversation. But seriously, there are plenty of people who make assumptions about me or are thrown off when they find out my sexuality or whatever else. I do not care. I know not everyone has that experience, but all I can say is life is short. You only get one life. Live in your truth. I was able to make a huge self-discovery for myself, and it was the best thing I could do. 
And this community is so strong. I mean, the one in Chengdu is strong. The one here is strong and it's beautiful. We make jokes in Chengdu calling Chengdu Gaydu, um, but it, it truly is because it is a small knit community, but we have a lot of events that, you know, used to happen. Of course, this was pre-COVID. Um, we even had a Mr. and Mrs. Pride. We had a bar that we all go to. We would do Pride Jeopardies. I am still the long reigning Mrs. Pride of <laughs> 2019. Um, 19, 18. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is it is a lovely community. And I'm also part of the theater community. And that's a place of no matter how you identify who you are, it is love. It is acceptance. And that's what I love about being here in China. I feel relatively safe in many capacities being here. And sometimes, yes, it's hard culturally. But, you know, I do feel this sense of security and safety and love. That is the biggest thing for me. Hi, <clears throat> my name is Alicia Knox. Any advice for others who are LGBTQ plus here? I personally, um, you know, came out <laughs> when I got here. So it was quite a, a lovely experience for me because I, this is where I found myself, you know, this is where I was able to conjure up my identity and figure myself out and it was really lovely to have people that were like-minded or, um, <clears throat> you know, in the same same boat, basically, in the same community um, that could be of guidance more than anything else. But that could also just, like, it was also people of different walks of life, people from different backgrounds. So it was lovely to hear different stories, you know, see how people's cultures and cultural influences have shaped who they have become. So I think in that sense, it was very eye-opening and um, warm. Um, I personally haven't had any horrible experiences being queer here. So I think that is probably one of the greatest things for me currently right now here. Um, because a couple of times when I've been home knowing who I am, I've had to be a bit like, you know, nonchalant about it and just not as open as I would be here let's let me give an example like I would probably hold a girl's hand in public here um I probably wouldn't do that back home just out of safety just for safety reasons like um as much as South Africa is welcoming it's not everywhere you go um and people are still really set on the whole heteronormative culture um so it's quite difficult in that sense um and I genuinely don't feel safe enough to do that back home but I'm happy here so I would say this is a good space to be in um, if you're queer. Thank you. Hey, so my name is Javon. I would say that I have found a lot of supportive communities here in China, specifically in Guangzhou. Um, we, have an entire, we have a huge WeChat group chat um, where we sometimes do events together, trivia night, brunches. Um, drag shows, etc. And yeah, I really do love my queer family in Guangzhou. And this has been one of the greatest queer experiences I've had in a very long time. It's extremely refreshing. And if anybody is queer and thinking about coming to China, I would just say come with an open mind. And honestly, you'll enjoy it. You'll find your people. Um, you'll find 
your partner if you're looking for that because a lot of my friends have and yeah don't be scared um yeah yeah we should be fine my name is lydia uh, i'm a member of quite a few communities and supportive things for lgbtq plus people particularly in uh, guangdong so we have uh, a group chat called queer in guangzhou a lot of us are friends in there like we know each other from out and about on the scene events etc so people chat they share articles resources um so it's a really nice thing to have and um also have there's one called girls on girls which is for sapphic people women loving women lesbian etc bisexual and um i volunteer for an organization called jetong uh it's a charity that focuses on hiv education and awareness and queer community building sti testing stuff like that so i i volunteer with them and um they make a lot of very worthwhile community events as well connecting people and yeah it's really nice recently we've had some events in shenzhen for pride so we have queer guangzhou we have queer guangdong it helps us like connect and meet up with each other and there's going to be a dongguan pride on friday which is really cool um other communities we have i've met some really nice people from shanghai i visited there a few times and you know they put me in different groups everyone is like so happy to introduce you to others and it's extremely helpful and just other little things i have a little book club like a queer book club that i started that i've been quite busy but i will get back to it so yeah i mean my advice for any queer person lgbtq plus who is coming to china is just community like it's so important it'll always be there for you if you need it it can be so lonely without it and there are resources there's people who have your best interests at heart um who understand you and i think we all need that sometimes um but yeah sometimes if there's something that's missing from the community um you might have to like start it up yourself but that's also like a really exciting thing and you know you can find people who are passionate about similar things as you so i love the community here there's some of my best closest friends and i'm so glad i found them and yeah i love making more queer friends and you know being brought into these new circles and bringing other people into communities they might enjoy so yeah we also like we also quiz you know we have quiz teams and what else do we do <laughs> sometimes people we do a brunch that we've just started trying to do every month um so yeah it's exciting and the community's always growing so hello my name is Brian there's a lot of WeChat groups um that we you know can get added by you know if you meet the right person they'll be like oh let me add you to this group chat and then that'll kind of usually open the door for you to get into those kind of communities um just learning about different events learning about different uh queer friendly spaces all that kind of stuff usually it's through it's through WeChat groups um but yeah i feel like that's a general synopsis of like what 
the queer experience for me has been uh, in China. So thank you guys for listening and peace out. Hi everyone, my name is Xiong. The Guangzhou and Shenzhen queer community is wonderful, amazing. And for those who are in, uh, for those queers in China and queers thinking of coming to China, I would say China is not perfect for LGBTQ people, but we have amazing people who are brave, kind, intelligent, resilient, and um, who, ne who never give up fighting. And of course, hot and sexy and cute. So if you have a chance to come, um, please come and try to explore in here more. And it would be great to have you here. Thanks. So I think it's cool. All these people have said they found existing communities in their cities all over China um, and that they really encourage people to make their own communities. Like we've even had Catherine and Mark on before in Beijing. Yeah, that was have, a great episode. Yeah, it's a previous episode we've done. We're just talking about how they founded their own communities in Beijing. Um, so don't be discouraged if you can't find that community or haven't found it yet. You know, like Mark said that he accidentally kind of founded this community, Beijing Friend Zone, that just started from getting friends together and like-minded people together to do their picnic. Uh, and then Catherine with the Beijing Queer Women's Circle. Um, so it's cool that there's so many uh, active communities and environments where people can meet other friends. Ooh. I've got no comments. That's it. That's okay. it. <laughs> well, but that has been a great thing to do. And it's been uh, wonderful to have the response from different people from around different parts of China and not just like the major, like the, the top tier cities. So thank you for contributing yeah. uh, to this big, two part. Big thanks. Thank you so much, you guys, for sharing your stories. And, and we're wanting more stories from people all over China. So if you've enjoyed these episodes and you'd like to share, get in touch with us. Uh, you can do that. Um, yeah, like what's written in the episode description, you'll see that my WeChat is listed there. You can add me and I'll either send you yeah. our media form or just send me any questions or thought that, thoughts that you have about our episodes and any ideas or topics you'd want to talk about. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.